turbulent times call for clear-headed insight. That's hard to come by these days, especially on TV. That's where we come in. Salem News Channel has the greatest collection of conservative minds all in one place. People you know and trust, like Dennis Prager, Eric Metaxas, Charlie Kirk, and more. Unfiltered, unapologetic truth. Find what you're searching for at snc.tv and on Local Now Channel 525. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Welcome in. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial. This market has no quit in it. This market has no quit in it. This market has no quit. It just seems to keep working higher. It's interesting. We're going to talk a lot about that because David Tepper said something on CNBC today that I think is, when you say they have no quit, does that kind of sound like a horse? This market has no quit. And David Tepper, he's a famous investment manager. If I had a list of top 25 most famous investment managers, he's one of them. And interestingly, I don't have a list of top 25 fund managers. But he told CNBC this morning that long-running bull market still has a ways to go. He says he loves riding a horse that's running. He loves riding a horse that's running. That's, I get it. The market continues to melt up, or you could say that it's running. Um, you could say that it's starting to factor in a Trump re-election. There was a new survey out from one of the big brokerage firms, and I, I want to say Bear Stearns, but it may not be Bear Stearns, that basically said uh, over 90% of their clients expect Trump to be re-elected. Now, again, obviously, when you're sampling people with money and people invested, Bear Stearns tends to be a higher uh, income type of customer. Maybe that's not telling us much after all. Stanley Drunkenmeller told CNBC that he is bullish on the immediate-based term on the idea that the federal policy and President Trump's re-election prospects. So he's basically saying the Fed doing nothing and a Republican president, he's still in. Two very, very famous investors. Now again, could they be wrong? Sure. Um... Let's see, what do we have to hit? I think we hit this the stock market valuation right now and say it's expensive. Someone asked me yesterday, would I buy Apple today? And I, I gave the answer no. Um, I own shares of Apple, which in theory means I should want to be able to buy more of it. But after a ridiculous run up of 100% in a little over a year, it feels pricey. It, it feels like it's. Uh, someone said this the other day, and I think it's spot on. Everyone owns Apple. Oh, Google joined the trillion dollar club. Google, Microsoft, Amazon, Apple. The big boys. Total housing starts were up 16.9% month over month. Now, anytime I see a number like 16.9%, I just put it in my head. And I go, that's a big number. Um, and 16.9% month over month. Now, again, you start looking at the calendar, and you're like, well, it's winter. Maybe there shouldn't be that many housing starts. 
or was last year particularly cold and this year particularly warm? Um, but that's a big number. Permits decline, though. That's a little bit, again, if you have a home, you don't want more homes built, in theory, because it's supply and demand driven. So when you see building permits go down, now to me, building permits represent work six months from now. And that the total housing starts up 16.9% represents the permits from six months ago. So on one hand, housing's hot, but we are seeing a decline in permits. The South saw an impressive 11.3% increase in single-family starts, single-family homes. That's a good sign as it relates to potential supply coming online, and it's a good, simple, positive growth indicator. If I were a young man or if I was giving advice to an 18-year-old son or a 20-year-old son, I, I would consider a lot of southern cities in the United States to move to. I know, I know, you got to eat grits. My mom's from the South, and uh, she ate grits, and therefore I ate grits. Grits are not the best breakfast food. CSX Corporation, Kansas City Southern, J.B. Hunt, and Expedia's International all have reviewed or all have had a disappointing earnings reporting season. And those are transportation stocks. Let me say them again because I, I think you probably know them as different names on the Monopoly board. But CSX, Kansas City Southern, J.B. Hunt, Expedia's International, those are all companies that transport things. And we don't have an economy without transport. I don't know if this is true, but I once heard that if all truckers in the United States went on strike, grocery stores would run out of food in about three days. I can believe it. If you've ever been on the East Coast in kind of like a warm belt area, like a, a Washington, D.C., that's not quite cold enough for snow and not quite warm enough for rain, People fear ice. They fear ice in D.C. And the, the moment a meteorologist says we're going to get ice in the forecast, people panic and they clear out the grocery store. So what would happen if we had no truckers? Gap said it's no longer planning to spin off Old Navy. That's unfortunate because I think Gap, the stock, is a loser or a meddling fledgling. Whereas I think Old Navy's kind of on the mark. If you're a parent and you go to Old Navy, you feel like, woo, I just got jeans for like $12. Whereas if you go to the mall and go to another store, you probably could get jeans for your kids for $25. So Old Navy had kind of a sex appeal for dressing children, kind of fashionably, but not too expensively. So that would have been a spinoff that I would have been looking forward to. Morgan Stanley downgraded IBM to equal weight from overweight. Here's the problem I have with this is IBM's just not relevant anymore to me. It's maybe in your satellite world of stocks, you could say, yeah, let's talk about IBM. And they, they do billions of dollars of business. But something just, I look at those trillion-dollar companies, and they, they look shiny to me. Elsewhere out there, uh, Boeing is going to have a much bigger charge coming. Um. So Boeing's getting no love today. That whole dilemma yesterday where they said the Southwest or Southwest said we're not going to really be flying in Boeing 737s until June. I, I For their sake, I hope they hit that. Um, otherwise, Boeing and Southwest are going to have a little talking to, per se. <coughs> Excuse me. 
think I got the black lung. President Trump has officially nominated Judy Shelton and Christopher Waller for the Fed's Board of Governors. The nominations that Trump has put in place will probably be his legacy. The nominations of judges. Again, I don't know anything about politics, so (laughs) that's just me just repeating what I see. Um, I'm not going to talk China right now. There's a little bit of Chinese news, but it's not worth bringing up. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about money investing and more. We do have markets in positive territory at this point in time. The Dow Jones Industrial Average sits a scant 660 points. Kind of weird, 666 points to be exact from Dow 30,000. That's a big round number. I might celebrate that one because it's kind of like turning 50. It's a big round number. 40 is not impressive. 60 I don't want to talk about. But a Dow 30,000 is a big round number. Does it mean anything to your wealth? No. But it's one of those numbers that people will get excited as we start approaching it. And then we'll hit it, and we'll go above it, and we'll pull back. Just like what happened to Apple. Do you remember when they were about to become a trillion-dollar company? They had a big last-second push to get there. They got above it, and they pulled back for a couple months under a trillion. Sometimes that's how it plays out. Big event coming up in Palo Alto in February. You can learn more by going to Rob Black's show and using the code RADIO25 for signing up. Catch Rob Black and Rob Black and Your Money live on the Bay Area Airwaves. Weekday mornings from 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW and streaming live on the KDOW radio app or KDOW.biz. Welcome in. Rob Black and Your Money. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial. Some of the trends that we look at are terribly easily investable. Whether it be the shift from Generation X to the Millennials to Generation Z, every demographic is going to have its own issues. One of the ones that's fascinating to me is where do we go next? Because in theory, we're not there yet, right? We haven't even started on a lot of levels. So this time next year, we'll all have our Xbox 5s, our PlayStation 10s, or whatever it's going to be. We'll all be thoroughly happy. So we'll know that that's a year cycle until that product comes out. But I was reading some research on Microsoft yesterday. Microsoft promised to do something good. They once were called the evil empire. This is where you would cue the uh, Darth Vader theme. Dun, 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 dun. Like, and it's creepy. Like Microsoft used to be evil. And now they said, we're going to do something good. You know, Microsoft's 44 years old. Uh, they said they're going to be carbon negative by 2030. Not carbon neutral, carbon negative. That's the first time I've heard a corporation use that term, carbon negative. Carbon neutral is more of a promise that often means business as usual while paying other people to pollute less. Do you see what the difference is? Microsoft has pledged to effectively become a net benefit for the environment. So a decade from now, we'll be talking about, did Microsoft pull it off and or not? That's a long time to look out. It's like the analyst who yesterday called Tesla cheap based on 2030 earnings. And I was like, 2030 earnings? We don't even know if Elon Musk is going to be alive then. That's looking out a long time. And there's nothing wrong with that. If that's your investment time horizon, you know, the electric car, electric vehicle penetration in the United States is not high. So 10 years from now, if it goes from 3% to 10%, that's a big move. Carbon negative. 
Microsoft made an even longer commitment to remove all carbon it's emitted since it was founded in 1975. That's a nice press release, right? With that said, they're not totally um, innocent of everything, and at times they've been fairly benevolent. Um, but it's nice to see. Again, am I going to own Microsoft for that? No. I'm going to do it for the billions of dollars in revenues. So carbon negative. What do you think about that as an investment angle? Because obviously that's going to be a um, big play on technologies to get us there. Alphabet joined the four comma club, i.e. trillion dollar company for the first time. In the United States, only Microsoft and Apple are past that threshold, though Saudi Ramco at a nearly $2 trillion valuation still holds title of the world's largest publicly traded company. That's kind of intimidating, isn't it? Saudi Aramco used to be a kind of a, a state-owned company. And Saudi Arabia, whether you, know, you have positives or negatives to say about their politics, they were born with a ton of oil under their, their, their land. And that's how you come worth $2 trillion. It's interesting because they used to be very, very private about their information. And now when they're publicly traded, they're going to have to give us a little bit more information. Driverless car startup company called Quantergy has shed its CEO as questions mount over its finances and autonomous vehicles have so far failed to take over the road. So remember about three years ago, we were saying in 2020, autonomous cars everywhere. Seeing more of it, there's no doubt about it. The commercial where the dad basically gets wiped off the memories of people who loved him. They're like, "Oh, it's good to see you," and then like, "Oh, dad!" It's like, "Oh, it's pretty effective at saying driverless technology is something we want." He gets hit by a truck, and then second chance he doesn't because it's got autonomous features to stop itself. Peacock is giving us more information about their TV service, NBC, Universal, Comcast, right? I, I cringed when I saw this yesterday. Punky Brewster's coming back. I, 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 I kind of get it, but I don't think that's going to move the needle on a lot of subscriptions. Game of Thrones for, it was big for HBO, right? Uh, Stranger Things, huge for Netflix for signups. Punky Brewster? Uh, they're going to have to do a little bit better than that, right? Facebook is considering ads and WhatsApp to be a long-term opportunity, but seems to be backing away from the idea for the time being. That is in a business plan called an ace up your sleeve. WhatsApp is wildly popular in the world. It's a messaging system, I want to say built on Bluetooth or built on really slim technology telecommunication standards. And you can do a lot with it. Uh, it's a pretty robust platform. Billions of users. And so far, they haven't decided to monetize it. When Mark Zuckerberg acquired the company, people were like, well, are you going to monetize it? It doesn't have to. He's got the ball rolling at Facebook. He started the ball rolling on Instagram. He can wait. He can wait out WhatsApp. No, but maybe he goes after microtransactions. What, how does he go after WhatsApp? Does he go after banking with, with Libra? Remember, Libra was supposed to come out late 2019. Didn't make it out, did it? So I guess this segment is something called uh, you know, timing. 
and how much do you need and how what's acceptable for a time horizon in investing? When Microsoft promises to do something good and be carbon negative, we'll see a lot of technologies thrown at creating less energy, less pollutants, and also scrubbing energy pollutants out of the, the atmosphere and planet. Do they make it or not? I don't know. But time horizons are kind of important. 800-516-1220, teach calls on the air. Anything that you want to talk about, we could talk about. Jumbo mortgages are in the news today. Jumbo mortgages are obviously kind of exactly what they sound like. Mortgage underwriting standards have eased considerably on jumbo mortgages of up to $1 million with only 10% down. And you have to have a FICO score of about 760. And the standards are coming down. And the thought is, during the next recession, if it's a big one, people are going to be in over their heads. And you're going to see a lot of jumbo mortgages fail. That's how they're in the news today. Now, the problem with that one is, that's an ifs and buts. If the economy goes bad, but what if it doesn't? Or what if it has happens faster? So it's kind of a fantasy scenario that says, uh-oh, these favorable terms are going to go bad. And they could. I mean, it's certainly worth marking. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Jumbo mortgages have played a huge role in financing family homes. Uh, we'll talk more about that in the future. Uh, it's not doing a lot of mortgages today. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. Don't be shy. Got a big seminar coming up. I would love to see you there. Sign up for the event at Rob Black Show. Use code RADIO25. Listen to commercials for more information. Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. I own shares of Nike. I say that for disclosure reasons. Yesterday, I talked a little bit about the vapor fly, the controversy stirring around it. World Athletics is determining if the shoe should be banned from competition. Every couple of years, Nike gets into this kind of like brouhaha, right? And it's always kind of similar. Do you remember when the, I want to say the shark suit made it into the swimming Olympics? And people were like, is this an unfair advantage? Does money buy you gold records, gold medals? Elioid Kipchoge, marathon world record holder, ran a sub-two-hour marathon in the shoes. He stated the shoes were fair and the sport should embrace the technology. Uh, people love prohibited things. Prohibition, alcohol consumption, and the money, the money flowed to the people who could make it, Right. So a ban on shoes would basically make these the must-have items until they get banned everywhere except for on your local streets. Can they get banned at high schools? Can they get banned? Like, I don't know. But that kind of negative attention or that kind of bad boy attitude is so good for sales because people love prohibited things. Controversy is good for sales. Uh, Bad press is good press for a lot of people. Although, it can feel pretty uncomfortable when you're going through it. You know who I don't care about? The royal family. Why does this story get so much news right now? Um, I, I can't really answer that. 
nor do I really, really want to. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Housing starts soared 16.9% in December to a 13-year high. Again, a supply and demand story. Permits were a little bit on the weak side. Boeing expects to take another big charge on 737 MAX. Uh, could be a total of about $20 billion in total costs, is what a Bank of America analyst is saying today. That's, I want to buy Boeing, but as this saga goes on longer and longer, I, I'm less inclined to. Uh, new CEO David Calhoun is going to have to face investors on his first earnings call January 29th. Boeing's best-selling aircraft have been grounded since March uh, after the second of two crashes that killed 346 people. They've sold planes to these companies like Southwest or leased them. And there's a big financial commitment there. Boeing is expected to take a $5.6 billion pre-tax charge, or the company took a $5.6 billion pre-tax charge in July, and now they're going to add to it. The total cost of the grounding is going to be over $20 billion. That's a lot of money, uh, excluding any settlements from lawsuits from crash victims' families if the planes return by June or July. Analysts estimate that about 40% of Boeing's profits last year came from the MAX. Uh, worthy of note, they still continued making them almost till the end of the year last year. And now there's just too many of them laying around. Laying around. I've got to be careful how I use terms, right? Disney heiress is one of my favorite people because she talks a lot about corporate governance. Success or failure starts at the top. And her daddy was Walt, or her granddaddy was Walt. So she talks about things like people are paid so poorly that they rely on food banks. They sleep in cars. They live so close to the bone that even a small problem could send them into a death spiral. Talks about worker rights. She is supporting a bill in California that would increase taxes on companies depending on the gap between their highest paid executives and the rest of their workforce. Fascinating. This is when we start getting into like social economics. And we don't know, have a lot of understanding of that at this point in time and the ramifications. So if California did pass a bill that said, you know, there's going to be extra taxes on the company because Bob Iger makes X amount of dollars. And the people cleaning toilets at Disney make Y amount of dollars, and therefore the difference is, yeah, we could tax them, and they could decide to leave the state of California as a corporate headquarters. Um, what would the ramifications be? I don't know. We know that in Seattle, when they did the higher minimum wage, that studies show that the people who had jobs at fast food who were like 16-year-old kids... They didn't fare as well as the people who were 30-year-olds. So the more mature workers got the better end of the deals and the better hours and the better ramifications from that. The proposal would hit companies with at least $10 million in the case of Disney in taxable income from business conducted in California. Conducted in California, there's the rub. So Abigail Disney also says things like um, corporate jets should be banned, small jets. They should be, if you want to fly, get in a plane with 700 people versus get in a plane with seven people. So that is a trend that's happening, right? Greta Thunberg. Uh, she got a lot of flack for her adventures this, in 2019. 
uh, one of the things she got some flack on was that she took a picture of herself on a train sitting on a seat, uh, sitting on the ground. And uh, the train was so full. And it sounded like she was complaining. So the train company is like, there were plenty of seats. You were staging a photo. And she goes, actually, I wasn't in this part of the train trip. Um, and she said, I'm excited to sit on the ground because that means a lot of people are on trains. So, again, 10 years, 15, 20 years, will we be thinking, man, I wish we had a better rail system in the United States? I could see that. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Big seminar coming up in early February. You can sign up for it. I'm going to put my heart and soul into some investment ideas, and CFP Chad Burton's going to do his thing on income and retirement and preserving your wealth, making it last as long as you can. China's economic growth slowed to a three-decade low. Uh, I heard Jim Cramer. You know Jim Cramer. He's that money monster guru guy on CNBC. I heard him talk a little bit about, he said, China cave. They, they, they gave up. They, they, the tariffs were too much. He's also the same guy that said, you know, Bear Stearns is not going to go out of business and to buy Bear Stearns adamantly, and then it was out of business within a week. So keep in mind the gurus and the Buddhas, even myself, we get it wrong. New home construction skyrockets in December to a 13-year high. A lot of work doing down in the south where it's warmer. Um... 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. A lot of new laws. I think this is worthy of mentioning and stopping. Not a lot of new, a lot of new labor laws that companies are going to have to start figuring out how it works for them. Whether it be Apple, Facebook, Google, Alphabet, Amazon, the European Union's General Data Protection Regulation, which will be a precursor ultimately to California's sweeping new privacy law. Um, cause some companies like Oracle and IBM to scale back businesses in Europe. So the more vigorous companies like Uber and Postmates, when questioned on whether drivers are full-time or part-time or contractors, they're, they're getting lawyers to, say, to declare the California rule unconstitutional. So this is like big boys fighting. There's a lot of legal issues that still need to be hammered out. Uber has suggested it will continue to declassify its drivers as independent contractors instead of employees, despite the law, and that it may try to put a referendum on the 2020 ballot to exclude ride-hailing services like its own from the law. How do you feel about that? Suddenly, Uber looks more like, like an evil company. Yeah. It's all in the eye of the beholder, I believe. So, a lot of corporate governance. And I started the segment with talking about the Disney heiress. And I think we need people like that. I think it, it, the changes are ultimately good. I remember when socially conscious investing kind of became a thing in the early 2000s. It didn't even include the environment. It included things like how many employees are female. Not how many executives are female. How many employees What's the pay scales? It was very, very socially conscious. Simple. And now it's getting into the environment, safety, uh, fairness issues, equality issues, uh, and how companies respond to that. It's, it's going to be interesting. So the law of unintended consequences. And I'm not being hyperbolic. I just, I'm looking forward to it. Speaking of hyperbolic, 
800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. The low-carbon diet. I've already hit on this a little bit in the show today. But is that going to be the next thing the millennials push? Is that going to be the thing that gets, you know, Americans changing? Like if a, a walnut takes too much water to produce, are we going to say no walnuts, even though it's part of a different diet, a keto diet kind of thing? I'm just fascinated by this whole process. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Um, I've been doing a lot of research on point-of-sales financing solutions, which enable customers to break up payments into installments. I don't like the feature, but I understand why the feature's there. And they're super popular now. They're back since the recession as a way of pushing spending. Here's something you can't really afford, so put it on credit. There's a 19% spike in enabling customers to break up payments into installments. My American Express cards will let me do that. If they see me like buying a $500 semiconductor, they'll be like, do you want to spend this over three months? I'm like, no, no. But conversion rates on abandoned carts and things like that, big data is chewing it up and they're figuring out, hey, the person wants it. They just need that urge or that push to get them to do it. Big seminar coming up in February in Palo Alto at the Elks Lodge. You can sign up for it at robblackshow.com. Don't forget, there's another hour of today's show to listen to. Find it now at kdow.biz or on the KDOW radio app. I'm Rob Black, talking money, investing, and more. Crypto terrorism funding grows. I saw this on the Bloomberg yesterday, and I was like, that's fascinating. Please tell me more. Terrorists called crypto donations worth tens of thousands of dollars in just one campaign last year. Um, The campaigns collect tons of money. Uh, Not going away. So it's kind of funny, right? When you start looking at the security of our computers, it hasn't really improved that much, it looks like. In the last 40 years, or maybe everyone's just getting better at it. Uh, but do you remember McAfee, the old, the very first virus scanner maybe that you ever had? Go back and look at that, and you'd be like, ooh, that's brutal. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Peacock is doing something interesting, and I don't know how I feel about this yet, because I have to see it in action. Like, I saw Disney Plus in action. I have Verizon. They gave me a free year. Their interface not as good as Netflix's, or Netflix eyes, or Netflix some mixels. Um, so Disney has a bit of an issue there, in my opinion. Um, not bad; they can catch them. So, but same thing with NBC Universal with Peacock. They're going to be killing the commercials. They're going to give you a for five dollars a month version, or for ten dollars a month version of killing the commercials. How much are you worth? I think we're going to learn more and more of that in the future. And I think we're going to see a company within 10 years, probably five, do something like pay you to use their service. So think of it like Facebook Pro or Facebook. Facebook serves you ads. Facebook Pro pays you, but they demand a lot more information from you. One of the big concerns out there is 10-year run in the economy. And the data that we have as of January 2020 says that we're going to go 11 years, unless there's some shock to the system. 
investors enter 2020 with the financial markets heading higher, melting higher every day, fighting higher, going higher. There was that very short, or I would say maybe latest flare-up, or was it a short flare-up? But we've had a bad relationship with Iran, and it just reminds us that there's geopolitical risks. But it appears to be a very small one. So when asked a group of economists and investment officers if they see a recession, no one sees a recession coming. Now, what's interesting about that is uh, economists aren't good at predicting recessions. What they're good at is sometimes saying, oh, it looks like 2021. But we were saying that in 2019. It looks like 2020. Too many jobs right now. Too many people have jobs in the United States. And because of that, and again, that's not a bad thing. I just made that sound like a bad thing. I feel so bad. Too many jobs. But because people have jobs, whether they're getting proper wages or not, is not my thing to pass on here. It's, to me, it's too many jobs equals good economy. Or at least employers saying we need to put people's butts in the seat. Um, so that's out there. One thing that I don't do, I, I, I see no recession in 2020, but again, usually we don't see them coming. I see no bear market 30% down. I don't see it. But we tend not to see it coming, and it happens fast. Um, one thing that I don't do, because sometimes this is important to learn what you are as an investor and what you are not, I'm not a technician. I've never, never, ever, never, ever met a technician worth a million dollars who did it just by using his technicals to buy and sell stocks. I've seen people make a million dollars by selling you a trading academies on, do you want to trade like a professional? Of course you do. $4,000. I'll teach you how to trade. Got to be very cautious of that. I've never met a technician worth a million dollars who did it off his technical calls. One of the most famous technicians of all time was a woman named Elaine Garzarelli. She hit the market perfectly when she said market looks overvalued at the end of late 1999, right before 2000's big correction on tech stocks. Genius call. Genius call. If you listened to her and got completely out of the market, it was bad from 2000, 2001, 2002. She's your goddess, but was she ever good before or after that call? And the answer is not as. So if you had listened to her calls before, you wouldn't have had as much money. And if you listened to her calls since, you wouldn't have as correct of a call and as much money protected from a down market. Um, And I've never seen anyone be good at saying, now is the time to buy the stock market. Well, maybe on valuation. That's a you know a, continu- a continuous debate right now is when the market's at eighteen and a half times earnings, it feels really pricey. When it's at twelve times, it feels like a lot of value. Doesn't mean it can't go higher than eighteen and a half. Doesn't mean it can't go lower than twelve. But those are kind of like the yardsticks. Wow, I haven't used the word yardstick in a while. Do you remember yardsticks in elementary school, where you would have to go up to the chalkboard? and draw a straight line or something like that. I don't know. I haven't seen one in a long time is what I'm saying. 
Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. All the transport stocks are getting hit today. That is a bad sign for the stock market. Southwest Airlines, Kansas City Southern, CSX, C.H. Robinson, J.B. Hunt, Expeditors International. All of them are a little bit weaker today. Kansas City Southern is slightly warmer, slightly hotter. But if that is a prediction on the next six months, you should see a slowdown. This is a tough market to call right now. Tough economy to, to peg. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. Find me online at Rob Black Show. Big seminar coming up in February. Sign up at robblackshow.com.